Good Tuesday night, everybody. Welcome to Tennessee Prime, coming to you live from Gus's world-famous fried chicken. I'm Brent Hubbs, along with Jason Swain. Uh, down to the far right, we've got Cade Mays. Tyler Barron is in the building as well. Glad to have you along with us on this Tuesday edition of the program. And uh, Jason, always good to be back. Always good to be at one of my favorite places, Gus's world-famous fried chicken. Always good to have Cade Mays here. Hopefully he's going to leave a little chicken for some of us to eat tonight as well because he's had a pretty busy day on campus, you know what I mean? Heck yeah, heck yeah. He, 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 he certainly deserves to have all, all the chicken. Um, I mean, he's done a he's done a great job uh, in his first game, but he certainly deserves to have all chicken in the world if he wants it. Okay, to talk a little bit, and Tyler joins us here. I, I want to talk to both of you guys. Hope hope you're doing well. Um, just what was what was Thursday night like? I mean, Kate, you've known about the Vol Walk. You've seen it. You were a, a part of a recruit. Your dad and everything else. But what was it like for you to experience? that as a player for the first time because you, you guys didn't get that a year ago so what, what was that moment like just the vol walk running through the tee the whole Tennessee experience if you will yeah definitely it was awesome just being able to take it in you know with my teammates my brother um seeing a lot of faces I knew in the vol walk and then just getting being able to run through the tee you know there's so many people that have done that before me and just playing last year and not being able to do it it was something I've always kind of wanted to do so getting being able to do it this week was it was really cool. Did it feel like what you thought it would feel like, Tyler? Uh, to be honest with you, it exceeded all expectations. You know, um, just growing up in Middle Tennessee, you always see the balls running through the tee. You always see the ball walk. So um, last year I was kind of bummed, but being able to do it this year, it, it definitely surpassed all my expectations. All right, so what's the what, – I'm going to put you on the spot, both of you. What's the what's the cooler thing, the walk or the tee? Um, I would say the tee just because, you know, it's right there before game time. I actually didn't even get to run through the tee because uh, I was actually a captain for the game, so I still haven't even had so my So you haven't done it. You can't experience. even answer the question. No, man. I can't. Like, but, like, I, but on, just man. like he's the pregame, I picked up the slack. Uh, <laughs> running through the tee was definitely – it definitely was um, a more exciting experience for me, just um, being ready, fired up for game time, seeing 102, 455. It, I mean, it, it's crazy, to be honest. So what you Nothing thought? Like I say like the tee is the, the more exciting. What about for you, Jason, when you played? Well, my la my last year, um, you know, I was a captain, and so, so I'm just I'm 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 right there with you, Kate. You know, having to kind of uh, go out there and do the coin toss and not have the time to go back and run through the tee. Uh, we did like alternating captains, so there were some t some games that where I was able to run through the tee, some games I wasn't. Right. Um, and as much as I wanted to be a captain, you know, my freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, that was kind of a dream to to be a captain at Tennessee. When I finally became one. I miss run through the yeah, tee. Yeah, so I wanted to run through the tee. So, um, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword, but there's there's nothing. There's nothing like running through the tee. You know? I'm just glad that you guys are, are able to do that now. Okay, you might have to wait a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe definitely. you can swap it out with one of the other guys. Maybe this week, I think we're rotating captains, so this week I'll get to run through it. All yeah. right, let's get past the pregame and let's talk, about the, uh, let's talk about the game itself. And, Tyler, I'll start with you defensively. As fans, we, we didn't know really what to expect out of this defense. We didn't know what you were what you guys were supposed to be. Right. Offensively, we got a pretty good idea what Coach Hypel wants to do and the identity. Defensively, we didn't. What, what do you think you, sh you guys showed the fans the identity of this defense is? Uh, we're just starting up front. I think um, you saw a lot of a lot of D linemen getting vertical, resetting line of scrimmage, uh, playing in their backfield. I think that's Coach Banks' philosophy. You know, he builds the whole defensive scheme basically off that, to be honest with you. So how do you do that? What, what's the key to playing 
vertically and, and play in that way? Because, I mean, I would most people, the casual fan, would go, of course you play in the backfield. That's what you're supposed right. to do. What's the key to doing that, and is that different than other defensive philosophies? Uh, yeah, it's much different than a lot of um, different people in the country. But, um, yeah, we more so were uh, we're playing through gaps more so than just mirror stepping a man. So we're just trying to shoot through uh, my responsibility playing the C-gap. Um, I take care of everything there and just play in the backfield. How do you think you played? Uh, I I'm kind of critical. Um, definitely wasn't one of my best games at all, but uh, I'm definitely going to try to improve on that this week at Pitt. What did you learn about yourself in this defense in week one that you're taking to the practice field this week? What, what did you say, man, I need, to, I need to be better at this, or these guys are doing this to me. What, what did you learn watching the tape in week one? You say, okay, I, I got to be better at this specific area. Uh, just just fine-tuning the details, uh, keeping the edge better. Um, Getting more vertical through my movements, taking better steps upfield. Uh, just a lot of the fine details is what I think I need to correct a lot more so than uh, big things. All right, Kate, you guys ran for a bunch of yards. That's right, Kate. You knew it was going to happen, right? You yeah, felt we pretty did. good? Yeah, we did. We had a good game plan going into it. What do you like about this run game as an offensive lineman? What, what do you like about, without getting too detailed about the schematics, what, what do you like about this run system and, and how it can be productive? Yeah, just the tempo. The tempo, the defense, not being able to line up, got a lot of motions going on, got a lot of runs that look the same at the beginning of a play, but it turns out to be something completely different. So, you know, it's just very versatile, and, you know, it's straight up and down. The, we're not running sideways. We're running right at you, so I like that. Could you tell that the tempo, um, you continuing to lean on guys, attacking guys, could you tell Thursday that it was starting to affect Bowling Green oh, and the defensive line was, you know, yeah, was yeah, huffing yeah. and puffing a little bit? Definitely. The first drive, you know, I think it was like between 12 and 15 plays that their D-line was actually like the referees were stopping the game to let them bring a whole new D-line on. We were just sitting there like, what? Yeah. Like, this is the point of this tempo offense. So, but they were helping them out. I mean, D-line, were they were dying out there. But uh, we ran right up to like 90 plays in the whole game. So, yeah. I mean, that was definitely the most plays I've ever ran. And, and just with the tempo, you know, it's so fast. You turn around and the game's over and you're like, what? What, go ahead, go ahead. what are you thinking after the first two drives? I mean, that, that was like breathe. I, I mean, we, <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, we, the breathing's a, a must, obviously. But I mean, that, that was like a that was the perfect script to start, even for the defense as well. I mean, you, you couldn't have scripted out the start of the game any better for both of you. How big was it to start that way from a confidence to get a confidence going? Definitely, it's, it's huge to you know come out and start fast and and you know get up a couple points and and you know make the most of your possessions because. You don't get that many in a game, and uh, you know we prepped all week for what they might do, might do, and, and different defenses they might run. But that was the one they ran. We didn't prep for. You know, we didn't. We uh, we had some looks into it and stuff, but like they came out and did a whole different game plan than we thought that we were going to see. So you know, just coming over to the sideline, talking to coach, you know, playing on the run. So, well, let me ask you this, Kate. Um, your job, obviously, in the running game, is to block the people in front of you, and you want to get to the second level and and get to the linebackers, but. Uh, there's only so many people that you can block, and there's always going to be an unblocked defender, uh, maybe an alley, alley runner or safety, something like that. For sure. So how, how big is it for you as an offensive line, uh, lineman, knowing that you've got a couple running backs that can make guys miss? Uh, because one thing that's really frustrating when you see a running back hit the hole, there's one guy, the hole's perfect, and then it means it's like a you know lasso, two arms yeah. around two legs, and it's yeah. like, man, the O-line did their job, but the running back got to make somebody miss and go take it to the house. How big is it for you in the offensive line knowing that you guys got a couple running backs that can make guys miss in the hole and take it the distance? For sure, it's huge because, you know, I mean, like you said, we can only block so many people, and our yeah. job is to get that running back one-on-one with that that alley player, that safety just coming down to fit, you know, if your holes are big enough, I mean, 
that's a lot of room to have to tackle somebody. So, you know, our running backs definitely did a good job of breaking that tackle, you know, getting to the getting to the next level and, you know, breaking some big runs. What about for you defensively, the fast start? I mean, they didn't do anything early. Obviously, they had the second quarter. We'll get to that in a minute. But for you guys, how how, how was how important was that from a confidence standpoint? Three and out, hey, let's go to the sidelines. We'll give it back to the – to the speed guys over here and let them go to work. I think it was uh, it was great for our confidence, just as a defensive line, especially uh, just being able to just be disruptive. To be honest, and uh, being able to get the offense back the ball and uh, seeing them go score, I think that was it was great for our confidence, just knowing that they got our back. How tired were you at the end of the first quarter? Because I mean, I'm, hey, I know you're tired because you're playing fast. You guys played a couple of series, but there's so much emotion in a first game. There's so much emotion in sitting around all day waiting to play and we talk about the walk and we talk about the, the you know the, the tee and everything was there a point in time where you could go okay let's let's it's just football we're settling in and playing you know we, we got all the hype out of the way we're just playing football Do, did you have a moment like that either one of you uh, yeah. yeah i think uh, for us especially on the defense uh i think after we got that first three and out we all just got to settle in and just like all right we're here to stay like we're here to play play good ball and uh and that's going to go 60 minutes. I think that was for us. Yeah, I did. Uh, after the first two drives, you know, you're playing on adrenaline and stuff, first game, night game, hyped up out there, and then you come to the sideline. It was probably a third drive after we got stopped right there. It was like, okay, you know, we gotta, we got to figure out what, what they're doing, what we got to do, you know, beat that, and then, you know, get it. you hit your second wind after those first couple drives, and then, you know, you're coasting. So. Have, have any one of you guys met personally Stir of the Pearl? Oh, yes. yes. So y'all met Stir the Pro. Y'all know how hype he is, yeah. how, how much energy he has. Uh, I want to know, like, how was it pregame warm-up, game atmosphere, when you know he's over there, the one and twos, and he's playing, right. you know, some of, the, some of the most recent music getting you going. Like, how is it to having that music in the stadium? Because I didn't, I didn't have that. Uh, we didn't have that, that, that music. We just had, you know, the band. But just, just tell us a little bit, like, how is it having Stirl there and, and providing that energy for the crowd? Yeah, it was turf for sure. Um, everybody was hyped up, ready to play. You know, I, I personally like I was, I was just ready to go play. I don't really remember that much from pregame. I was just you know locked in, all ready to go play. And but yeah, definitely remember just everybody was being just you know it was juiced up. It was everybody was ready to go. Yeah, same for me. Uh, you know, all the big guys would go out there and warm up together. But to be honest, I was pretty locked in. Um, definitely seeing all the crowd feed off of Stirl. It gets you gassed up and gets you ready to go. But, uh, good, good. So, so let's talk about the second quarter. Okay, Blitzkrieg in the first quarter. I mean, we're rolling. You guys get a, get stopped on offense. They get a couple of drives. What, let's start defensively. What did they do in the second quarter to, to give you guys a, a little bit of a problem? Obviously, you didn't give up a touchdown. You got to stop. But they drove the ball a little bit, which people are going to do. What? what what did they do, and what was your adjustment out of that? Uh, so, really, what they gave us a little trouble with was uh, they were neutralizing our pass rush and stuff like that, a lot of sprint out, a lot of misdirection. So, uh, we really had to just play our keys and just uh, keep our eyes correct. But um, once we adjusted that, I feel like we got back on track. And what about you guys offensively? Did you just, was it yourself? Was yeah, it you just, guys? just stopping ourselves. You know, one guy here, one guy here. You know, it takes all 11 to, you know, go make those big plays. And, you know, one guy would miss a block here. Somebody running back might have missed a hole. You know, I don't remember. But, um but, you know, once we, once we just settled down, locked in, went in halftime, made some adjustments and stuff, you know, we came out and we were just splitting them, just leaning on them, ran the ball really good and, uh, you know, finished. Did, did they change anything did, did defensively? Did they do anything really different in the second um, quarter? Not really. They had, they, they had this one little uh, blitz package where they walked the mic up, they mugged them over the center, and they were bringing like a twist and then a boundary, uh, 
like a boundary safety off the edge, and they were running that twist, boundary safety with the mic mugged up, and so it was just it was a weird look that we hadn't seen on film and stuff, and so we just had to get to the sideline, figure out how to stop it, and then once we figured out how to stop it, you know, it was pretty easy. That's that's the, that's the thing that people don't realize is you know you can prepare for a team all week long based on what you've seen on film. In this case, you're watching film from like last year, yeah, sure. right? And so they only played four games. Yeah, yeah. So they played four games and stunk in those four, but. Uh, I thought it was a little shade at Bowling Green. But, you know, they were they were not that good last year, and so you had limited amount of film, and it's the first game. So now the adjustments in-game is just that much more important. So uh, that was a good note that you were able to share. For, for, for both of you, was it good to have that? Was it good to yeah. have a lull or have a quarter where, as opposed to coming out, hey, it's 63 to nothing, and, you know, everything goes perfect like it did in the first quarter. But for, for team development, the development of your unit, your your side of the ball, your side of the ball. Was it good to have a, a bit of a lull where you had, all right, let's let's get the adjustments, let's get here, and let's figure out what we've got going on. How important was that for development moving forward? Um, I mean, I feel I would have loved to go out there and win 63, sure. 70 to nothing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody but would. Yeah. I think it helped. I think it helped our offensive line. You know, we stayed out there 90 plays, like I said. I mean, that's the most play. I played a lot of football, and that was the most plays I've ever played by far. And, uh, you know, just being out there, you know, having to push through when you're tired, 90 plays to the fourth quarter, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I think it was good for everybody getting out there and just, just being able to play. You know, it's different than practice. You know, you play 90 plays in the game. I mean, the different looks, blocking people, you know what I'm saying? You get tired, and um, I think it just helped everybody progress. But for you guys, was it good defensively to have that? I think it was perfect for us, honestly. Uh, you know, going through camp and stuff, uh, adversity strikes, so it was good for us in the – in the second quarter to have a little bit of a different look and um, for them to actually get a few first downs I feel like we just uh, we, we took we stepped a step back honestly and then just um, put our saddles on we just rode and we, uh, we fixed it yeah, obviously in the second half you were dominant I think 66 yards is what you gave up in the second half as a unit pretty good let me let me let me break up the football talk a little bit put both of you guys on the spot so both of y'all are from Catholic High School representing right yes, right 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 and um which one of you guys gets the statue first? Is it going to be Tyler? Or is it going to be Kay? Who gets the statue first? Who reps Catholic the hardest? Uh, it's, pretty, it's just pretty cool to see both of you guys at Tennessee uh, from, you know, local Catholic. And Catholic is an unbelievable program, a lot of success. But uh, going back to school, you know, those players at Catholic, how do they look at you guys? Um, what responsibility do you feel like you have playing at Tennessee being right here from Knoxville? For sure. I mean, I hope they look up to us greatly. You know, I mean, we had – you know, some great teams come through Catholic. Yeah. You know, we, we played to a standard, and, you know, I mean, I thought we were a really good team in Knoxville. We just won two state championships and just, you know, I feel, like, I feel like people feared us in Knoxville. You know, I mean, we would, we would call around Knoxville. People wouldn't play us, you know. Yeah. You know a little bit of shade to some people in Knoxville, but uh, yeah. they, they wouldn't play us. We'd have to go schedule games out of, out of state, you know, have some really good competition. And, and, I mean, the years that we were there, you know, we had really good runs. Uh, great players came through there, and it was just, you know, it was a lot of fun. So Cooper gets the statue first. Is Cooper that the, gets the statue. We're going to all three of us little little trio statue. <laughs> the three the three musketeers. What what was your experience at Catholic? Like you were you were in Nashville for, for right. a, a good bit of your you know most of your life. What was your experience at Catholic like? Um, and and how important was the being in t- in, in in Knoxville with the university and playing at Catholic in, in terms of your decision to be at Tennessee? How important? Uh, so for me, like you said, uh, yeah, I came from Nashville like the end of end of my junior year, going into my senior year. But uh, being a Catholic, it, it was priceless to me. I feel like I developed so much as a person, as a, as a ball player. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and, and I, I can't really complain about it much. You, you, guys, you guys came in with an advantage, you know, really prepared. 
both your father's experience in the college game. Uh, you know, Kay, your dad played here, was a captain here. Uh, Tyler, your dad, you know, worked, um, still works as a, as a staff member, was coaching uh, in this state on the high school level, but was really instrumental in a couple of different staffs here yeah. in Tennessee and recruiting and building relationships in the state. How do you feel like you guys have had the advantage of having a father to, to, to be in the game, former player, and working in uh, college athletics? I can just say for me personally, uh, having my father there has been completely instrumental in all my development. You know, him just being able to walk me through, uh, not necessarily just on the field, but but put me through the ropes of uh, life as a college student. I mean, it's a big adjustment for most uh, young men, and I, I feel like him being there just helped to go so much more smoother for me. What about Dad, for you? Did y'all talk a lot of ball? We did. <laughs> we did. Uh, I, mean, was it, I mean, was it all the time ball? Was it? No, definitely not. Definitely not all the time ball. It was... It was tidbits, you know, I go play on a Friday night and, you know, he'd, he'd critique me on the stuff he needed to critique me on and then, you know, it was moved on from that. We didn't talk much more about football. But, uh, you know, when I was growing up, he was my coach. Uh, he was really hard on me as a coach and, and really... <laughs> Some ugly kinda, car rides home. Just, oh, man, yeah, definitely. But uh, definitely grateful for him. He, you know, pushed me and my brother to... He saw the potential in us, you know. I mean, he, he, he saw what we could be and what we could do and, you know, he pushed us to be that and... Um, definitely very thankful for him but no we didn't we didn't talk that much football and and still you know he'll 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 critique me on the things i need to be critiqued on and then you know that's really it but but big advantage for you when you rolled into college because of the way you had been developed from the time you were nine because look when when you're nine ten years old and you're the biggest guy a lot of people just say push the guy down around i'm sure at that age your dad was starting to teach some technique it wasn't just shove people you know for sure it was definitely you know steps half placement you know, the game of football and uh, how to tackle, all that stuff. You know, he was teaching that from the time I was eight years old. And then, you know, it just progressed to more, you know, more uh, just different things that could help me in the game. Let me, let me go back over here to Tyler. Um, I hear that, you know, growing up, you looked up uh, to Dare Barnett. Uh, Dare Barnett was a big reason uh, why, you, why you're wearing number nine. Um, tell us a little bit about his game and how you try to pattern some of your game after his game and, and how, what kind of influence did, uh, did, he, did he make on you and have on you? Oh, uh, yeah, so uh, really growing up, to be honest with you, Derek was right always around. You know, we go, my uncle would take us all go work out at the ballpark. I mean, yeah, Derek's like a, a, another big figure in my life. But, uh, yeah, looking up to him, he plays with great effort, to be honest. That's one of the biggest things I take from him. If you go back and watch, he's always around the ball, always – always trying to be disruptive. So, uh, yeah, that's the biggest thing I take from him. Uh, yeah, I talk to him all the time, just, just keeping up with him, little tabbits he can give me all the time. For sure. Kate, uh, growing up, man, other than other than Pops, uh, who were who some offensive linemen that you kind of looked at and was like, man, I, I like his game. I want to kind of, you know, use some of his tools for, for my toolbox. Uh, probably the person that I watched the most, like, in high school, and I watch, a bu- I watch almost every tackle in the league now, mm-hmm. so, you know. But some guy that I really, I really tried to model my game after was Taylor Lewan. He just, you know, he played with that that nastiness that oh, is. Yeah. He wasn't scared to get a personal foul. Yeah. And just, you know, all his teammates loved him. You know, the whole city of Nashville loves him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. just watching his game and how he plays it, he plays it the right way, the way you want to. So, how's that? How's it? How do you balance that? Because I mean, you you get some personal fouls in high school, and you know, you were through the whistle, some. and then some. <laughs> I was trying to be kind. How many? How many, Kay? Like more than five? Apparently he set the Tennessee record for personal fouls. Really? Good job, man. Winning something, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's funny. That's funny. But, nah, 
I mean, uh, so so my question, I'm trying to tiptoe this one because I don't want a personal foul here. All right, but I'm, I, I got you back, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I think I, think uh, I do. Uh, so how do you balance that? Because obviously there's an intensity level that you have to play with, and you want to play through the whistle. You want to let your opponent know on the other side of the ball you're there all day long, right. and so you want to set a tone. How do you balance, and how have you learned to balance that line where you go right to the edge, but you're not over the line where Tyler indicated you were a lot in high school. That was Tyler who indicated that, that you were a lot in high school. <laughs> yeah, I, this guy. I will not say whether or not that's true or not. I will not deny the truth in that. But how do you learn to, to balance that line? Um, okay. I feel like the game's changed quite a bit since I was in high school. You know, there was a lot of stuff that you could get away with that you can't now. Like, there's there's way more, way more, like, unnecessary roughness, late hit calls and stuff. They took the peel back, block out, all that stuff. So, I mean, I feel like the game is leaning more towards now of, you know, getting away from those those nasty players and stuff. But just, you know, keeping your head, knowing that you don't want to hurt your team, just like there's offensive plays are so critical. And, you know, you might be dogging some dude over here on the side, but the quarterback might have just hit a 60-yard bomb for a touchdown and you get a personal foul and get it called back. I mean, that's not doing anybody any good. You're hurting the team, hurting yourself. It just looks bad. So, you know, just keeping your head and, and uh, just – you know, putting the team first. So last night in, in the old Miss game, Louisville game, there's four targeting penalties, four ejections in the first half. How difficult is targeting to, A, try to figure out, and, B, to try to manage as, as a defender in particular? I mean, yeah, it's really tough. Um, you got to be way more calculated now because uh, previously as a defense end, you just want to sack the quarterback, but now you need to look on how you're tackling them, where you're tackling them. Uh, yeah, it definitely makes the game way more calculated. I heard a guy on TV last night saying that you guys were good enough athletes that in a split second you could raise your head and, and avoid a, a, a head-to-head collision or avoid that collision. Is that even – I don't – obviously I haven't played the game and, and, will, and yeah, never did. I disagree. Is, is that realistic that you can be in a full sprint to somebody within that kind of closing distance that you can go, oh, wait, that's gonna, I'm going to get targeting here. i got to move my head a little bit. Is, is that yeah. even realistic? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so at all. In the game of football, like – the correct way it's played is played with malicious intent. And, you know, when you throw all these rules in here and stuff, it, it takes away from that. It does. And I understand, like, protecting players and stuff, but at the same time, I mean, this is a physical man's game that's played with malicious intent. And so, you know, when you take that away, it takes away I mean, from the game and how it's supposed to be played. For sure. For how, sure. How hard does it make it? I mean, do you, I mean, is that something you consciously, not maybe during that play, but is it something you're thinking about? Do, is, I mean, like last – Seeing what happened last night, was that a real reminder to you? Like, hey, yeah. man, we they're they're on the you know they're on it really strict right now to start the year. We got to be really really smart about all this stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Just going back to our game, um, one of the refs came up to me talking about uh, we were very close to calling one. So it just it it reminds me and just it kind of in a way slows you down to be honest. But how? Well, I mean, I don't. I, mean, I, mean, I get it from like a linebacker safety DB standpoint, but like from a defensive line standpoint, and you know, unless you're like unblocked attacking yeah, the quarterback so, and you launch. Like, so I, just, I just don't get it, man. It puts you guys at a huge disadvantage. Yeah, it, it's tough rushing the quarterback because they're, they're so particular about them. But uh, it's definitely something that we got to work on. And, yep. and if it's going to be in the game, we got to do it correctly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're, let's let's talk a little bit. We're going to get a break here in just a second. But before that, I want to well, – tell you what, we'll do a break. Coming out of the break, I want, you, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about managing a season – 
off the field as much as managing it on the field, particularly with the schedule change and all you guys got going on. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about Pitt and a lot more that's coming up next here on Tennessee Prime with Jason Swain, the Swain of Anna, Brent Hubs of BallQuest.com, coming to you live from our good friends at Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken on Sutherland Avenue. We're back with more right after this. Gus's is located on Sutherland Avenue and has been voted the best fried chicken in every city they've ever gone to. Throw in some delicious and mouth-watering sides and it's easy to see why Gus's is a must-have at your dinner table. It's not just famous, it's world-famous fried chicken at Gus's. Ever wonder what the best course of Tennessee and college football talk is? Tune into the Swain Event every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. You can listen on the Swain Event app or catch the live stream on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook Live. If you can't listen in real time, it's all good. Just click on the podcast icon in the app and listen at your convenience. Get all the information on the Vols all year long with the Swain Event. You will not find a better mix of big orange news and opinion anywhere else. VolQuest.com has been the gold standard for Tennessee football coverage for over 20 years. Led by an experienced staff with over 600 games covered amongst them. Speed, speed, and then some more speed. VolQuest takes you behind the scenes with features on coaches and players. For only $9.95 per month, find out why VolQuest continues to set that standard. Welcome back to Tennessee Prime here at Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken. I'm Brent Hubs of VolQuest.com. Jason Swain of the Swain Event. I'm joined by Tyler Barron and uh, Cade Mays talking about uh, last week's game. We'll get to Pitt and the Johnny Majors Classic in, in a few minutes. But, Gus, let's talk about a little bit of life for you guys outside of football. Small town. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody's known who you are for a long Look, time. That's, that's um, Cade Mays. Cade Mays. Tyler Barron comes the picture. <laughs> so how is life as a football player? How is life as a student at Tennessee for you guys? What's it like? I mean, it's pretty chill, calm. Uh, I don't do much. I play a lot of video games like we covered last week. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, we spend so much time in football, studying film, practice, workouts, all that stuff. And with the schedule change in the morning, I'm in bed every night, 9.30 at the latest, 10 o'clock at the latest, you know. So I spend all my time at home watching extra film, playing video games, hanging out. Dang, Hub, that's, that's earlier than you, man. That's a lot, that's a lot earlier than me. Yeah, he's, he's up earlier than I am, I'm sure, as well. Do you, do you like the morning do you like the morning routine? I like it at noon. I don't like it much at 6.30, but at noon it's definitely good to get your work in, you know, get your get your hump of your day out of the way, and then, you know, you can focus on other stuff, and you're up early getting your getting your work in, eating breakfast, all that stuff, so it's good in the morning. Are you fresh? You feel, you feel practice? You, you feel you're better at practice as a morning practice guy, or is it like you're still adjusting to it some mornings? You're like, man, Coach Garner is yelling like crazy. <laughs> I've not been out of bed long. Like, what are we doing here, right? Uh, I definitely feel fresh. Uh, with that being said, I do every now and then uh, get a little tired of Coach G. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing, Coach. No, but, uh, yeah, I definitely I love the morning practices. I feel like it keeps us fresh, uh, keeps our mental healthy. I think it's a real good idea. Does it, does it give you – but it doesn't give you any more free time? No, it's the same amount of free time. You know, I mean, when the practices were in the afternoon, you woke up, you went and got breakfast, you went to class all the way up until you had practice. You yeah. got out of practice at 6.30, 7 o'clock. So, you know, we come in, we practice early in the morning, go to class, and then we have another meeting on the back end of class in the afternoon. So, you know, after that, we just got out of that. So that's when we came here. So, so I think sometimes, you know, fans don't really realize, like, the time that you put in uh, on a daily basis. And so they think you just, you know, you practice and you just go play the games. But it's a whole lot more than that, uh, especially in the offseason. So, like, I, I want, like, I want you, Tyler, I want you, DK, to kind of walk us through, like, a typical day for you from the moment you wake up to the moment you lay down, like what's going on in between? You mean to start? I mean, I, are we talking practice day or like a workout? Are we talking day? like a, a regular in, day to day? In season, in season, in, in season, a regular day. And if you, if you want to, you know, give us an off season right. typical day, I'll please, you, man. I'll walk you through my day to day. Yeah, so, please, please. You know, I woke up, got out of bed. What time was that? Uh, got out of bed at six thirty. Six thirty. So six thirty, go over to the facility, um, get a little breakfast get a little something to drink, go up to meetings. What time meetings? Um, meetings are at 725. And by the time by the time you get breakfast and uh, before the meeting, you have to put all your stuff on. So you come, right. up, come up to meetings at 725, fully dressed. Um, get that meeting in from 725 to 8, 830. 8, 835. Yeah, 830, 835. And then you've got 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to get all your, get your shoulder pads on, get taped up real good, and then go out to practice. Practice is two and a half hours two two and a half hours so okay. you get out of there we got out of there about 11 30 today uh yeah 11 30 after practice go into the training room get some treatment um class was at one so get treatment shower all that good stuff and then you know go back to the house grab the backpack hit class from one o'clock till four and then uh go home get a little something to eat and then you know, back to meetings at five fifty. Five fifty. And then five fifty to about six forty five. And then what happens what happens after six forty five after those meetings? Because you got study hall. Yeah. Um yeah, the only day off for me on study hall. So you get, so some guys got study hall. Uh, I know I was a guy that had to be in study hall a lot more than everybody else. But what about what about the in season lifting? Yeah. So that, that's a thing too. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if that started. Yeah, we lifted yesterday. We started okay. yeah, yeah, lift we lift Monday and Wednesday. Today was our day off. So what time what, what when's lift? Uh, so lift, it, it really depends. So for defense, uh, we'll get off the field right at, like you said, like 1130. And lift starts at 1140. Okay. So on your lift day, uh, everybody, you lift right there, after practice? Theirs is at 1140, and they'll lift for like an hour. Yeah, they lift directly after us. And then we'll lift right after them, then go to class, do all the stuff. <clears throat> and then at some point you're supposed to watch some film? 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah, on and your own. That falls probably that right falls after, after we the leave from here. I'll well, probably I mean, be watching films. I mean, I was, I was going to ask you guys about dating and the dating scene, but I'm not going to mess with that after those after the list of that hours. You just you're just cruising you're just cruising to bed about eight o'clock and starting over the next <laughs> day, right? Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Pretty what much. About, it really for yeah, you. Eight. I mean, last year what when practices were in the afternoon, did you stay up later? I mean, was that like yeah, a midnight deal? Sure, you know, yeah, type thing. Definitely. But you. you you can't I mean, even you gotta tip be, that now, right? You've got to be much more locked in, you know, going to meetings, watching their film, having your coach break down that film session in the morning before practice. You've got to be much more locked in than, you know, you going and sitting in a, you know, PE class or exactly. something like that. You know? do, yeah. do you guys eat better in this schedule? Um, yes. Yeah. I never ate breakfast. Yeah, uh, I wasn't a breakfast guy until now. But it, yeah. it's almost you have to before practice. You can't go out there with any. Done on your summit. So what? I mean, we eating like we eating a pop tart, or we? No, okay. I, I usually go in. I really can't eat before like a like a early morning practice. I'm not a big morning eater until it's about like 10:30. So I go in, give me a little little bit of fruit, maybe maybe a piece of toast or something, just something to maybe some gummy snacks. I don't know, just something little, but not a big breakfast guy early in the morning. But but when practice was in the afternoon, you wouldn't eat breakfast at mm-hmm. all. Your first meal would be lunchtime, yeah. right? So is it? So does, I mean, you think it helps you from a yeah, definitely from a nutrition? You, you guys are in better shape that way. Hundred sure. percent. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit different than Kate. I, this morning I had some nice biscuits and gravy. Oh yeah. Some sausage, some eggs. So oh, you, yeah. you're a breakfast guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love breakfast too, but I never really was able to eat it until uh, the change of schedule. So is is that the biscuits and gravy? That's why you're a little heavier this year. Because what you got? Yeah, I mean, 10, I, twelve pounds heavier. Yeah, I'm about ten pounds heavier. I would I tone it a little bit to the biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Need it, man. Need it. Need need it, man. Need to bring that bring that weight. Um, did you guys have a chance? I'm pretty sure you did. But playing on Thursday, you know, you had games Friday, you had games Saturday. Normally, you would play Saturday, and so you wouldn't have a chance to kind of chill out, watch all the games. Uh, did you have a certain opinion about your play as a team on Thursday that changed possibly after watching everybody else play? Uh, did you guys experience that? Yeah, you know, for the first game, it's usually Usually very sloppy, a lot of balls mm-hmm. on the ground, maybe yep. fumbles, interceptions, uh, penalties, pre-snap or holdings or stuff like that. I thought we felt, I thought we played pretty, you know, clean as a group. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had two turnovers, but uh, you know, I would say we played decently clean for a first week. Yep. Um, been playing a different defense, you know, we we adjusted well on the fly, and that's something that's that you knew, you know, doesn't usually come early in the season. You know, you get the game six, seven, and then you're like, okay, well, here we go, adjustments. Yep. Just on the fly, but I thought I thought we played pretty well. Definitely things we need to clean up. So, without without mentioning any, any names, any teams, because I don't want to you know, create any bullet board material for later on in the season. But like, did you watch some games and uh, teams that you thought they would play maybe better than what they did? And go, oh man, they man they were struggling. Man, they they look they look pretty rough for their first game, and kind of felt better about some of the mistakes that you probably made week one. Did you guys? I mean, yeah, uh, definitely just watching ball. I mean, I, I like to be pretty critical on our defense, but uh, yeah. seeing other teams make mistakes, I mean, it, 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 you're only human. You yeah, yeah. You only can only do so much so right. But, uh, yeah, it definitely was encouraging, but uh, we still have a long way to go, to be honest. So so you guys play Thursday night. Saturday, you watch ball all day? All day. Not me. I'm, I don't watch. <clears throat> I, we're around football did, so much. Did you go to the woods? You went duck hunting, didn't you? I went. I went and put out my deer trail cameras, you know, trying to find some deer for when the rifle season opens up. But I thought you were supposed to call me, man. Huh? I thought we were supposed to go deer hunting, man. Deer duck season hunting. ain't open yet. Duck, oh. season, duck season opens in uh, so what's Thanksgiving, right now? Thanksgiving. Dove season. Dove? Yeah, and I was going to go, but I couldn't. You know, I was sore from the game. Couldn't really find somewhere to go. So, yeah, me too. I call hey, your boy. Anybody, anybody got a dove shoot going on next Sunday, hit your boy up. 
So, so you guys had a little downtime this weekend. Yeah, me too. You, did, you didn't have to go to the complex? Uh, we did have to go to the complex. We had a little lift Saturday morning, uh, some treatment, mandatory guys had to check in for Treatments. treatment. Uh, and then you're back at Oh, it. and then we had meetings on Saturday as well to watch the game. We went over the film, uh, had a little workout, and then, yeah. Then you're back at it on Sunday, or was Sunday uh, off day? Sunday was an off day as Sunday well. Sunday was an off day. So you just watched ball? Yeah, I, I'm pretty much all Saturday I was watching ball. So do you guys watch, you watch the NFL, like on a Sunday off day? You don't watch the I don't think I've ever – I've watched the Super Bowl, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched a whole NFL game first snap to last snap. I don't think I've ever done it other than the Super Bowl. And even then, you know, I'll, it'll be the second quarter and I'll, you know, mosey off, do something for a little while, come back in the fourth. It just, see bo- if it's, it just bores you? No, it doesn't bore me. It's just, I don't know. I've, you're not getting to play. It's kind of hard when you're around it as yeah, much it, as we it, are, to be honest. Yeah. Really? We're, around, we're around or talking ball 12 hours out of the day. So yeah, so I mean, you get a little off day and you have, I have a bunch of different hobbies, so, you know, being able to do those hobbies on an off day instead of, you know, doing – watching football and stuff. I don't know. It's, it's important, man. Yeah, it's important to, it it's important to, to escape. Get yeah. away from it a little bit. So sure. What, so what do you do? What's your, what's your getaways? I, mean, uh, I, I don't think you're hanging out – maybe you're hanging out in duck blinds with this guy. Or, I, no, I've never been hunting before. But, uh, yeah, like you said, playing video games is a, a big thing for me. Um, watching a lot of movies, just, just trying to relax and just get my mind free just so that when we do go back to ball, I can put all everything into it. Is it hard to decompress? Is it hard to – is it hard to – to, to no. kind of put it, kind of put it behind you. Are you so tired me. that you're like, I just need a day? I mean, not necessarily that you just need a day, but it it is good to be able to go home and be like, all right, this is kind of me. It's Tyler time or K time. Yeah, you know, just, we have we have the day. So you yeah, know, what am I going to do with this day? So take full advantage for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Guys, give me your give me your individual experience on the vol walk because you know I remember hitting the vol walk and. There's always a fan, it may be a kid that comes up to you, give you a pound, high five, and there's there's always like a moment that I remember from Ball Wall, like, man, that man, that fan was crazy, or man, that fan had on all orange everything. Like, do you do you remember anything from the Ball Walk or was it like all a blur? And if you do blur, uh, if you do remember anything, what was what was that moment from uh, the Ball Walk week one that you can uh, that you that you can share that kind of stood out to you guys? Uh, for me it was it was I can't even remember just one instance, but it, there were so many screaming people, screaming your name. It, it was awesome. It was just knowing that you're some little kid's world, it, it makes me play that much harder, I feel. Just knowing that somebody looks up to you, it makes you want to go that much harder. Sure. Pick out faces, or is this one of those kind of tunnel vision to the I'm bottom of the I'm tunnel vision, but I can, hear, I can hear things. Like, my, my funny moment was I just heard some <laughs> – some fans are screaming Joe as loud as he could, like six times. <laughs> Joe! Joe! <laughs> and like, I, never, I never looked because, you know, I was just, I was just tunnel vision. It was kind of hot out there. I had a little suit on, so I was kind of sweating <laughs> a, l- a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard not to, like, hear because, like, you hear fans going, come on, kick that blankety blank, blank, let's go. And, like, you want to you turn and kind of give them eye contact yeah. and give them that nod, but, you know, you want to stay focused. Uh, so, I mean, every week is different, man. Every week is different. Uh, that's why I asked you guys, because this is one of the coolest things ever. Absolutely, 100%. So, meet your parents at the bottom of the hill. You, you got one of those moments, or is it like, uh-uh, I hit the no. bottom of the hill, get me to the locker room. A, I want out of this suit as fast as I can get out of Amen. it. Amen. And B, I'm, it's time to get taped up and go. Yeah, that's what it is. Exactly. So, it's not, it's not photo time, hug time, no, kiss time, and all that it's stuff. It's strictly business at that point. Yeah. I guess they don't have girlfriends. I'm not going to ask that question either because we're not having that moment at the bottom of the ball walk either, right? How, how do you guys manage, like, first game of the season? I, don't, I know it's Bowling Green. It's, it's not like you're you playing. Like, if you were playing Pittsburgh first, maybe it would be a little bit different. But, like, still a game. So, you're still hype. 
how do you manage not getting too hype to where you're a little fatigued? Because I know when you play against Florida, when you play against Alabama, when you play some of those games, like the pregame is just, it's just different than when you play, you know, some opponent that you just frankly, quite frankly, have more talent than. How do you guys manage keeping your emotions in check so that way you won't be tired uh, the first quarter, the first possession? Uh, for me, it's, it's really just the music I listen to. Uh, a lot of guys like to get hyped up. Listen, I'm more of like a mellow guy. I got the same face on right now that I have on right before the game. What are you listening to? Just a bunch of just slow music, just just soothing music. Well, like Usher throw, or something. Throw some examples out there. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, no, I listen I mean, to some like I mean, some, that could be like the dentist office, you know, <laughs> with some smooth jazz. Or, <laughs> no, that's like, Christina Aguilera. Or something? No, I just got some very smooth, probably some Drake on, just, just okay, just vibing, just chilling. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What you listening to? What you listening to, Kay? What you listening to, man? Man, I like the hype stuff. I like I like some, you know, <laughs> put the earbuds in, turn it up all the way, and just, I don't know, anything. Oh, yeah. You ready to smash some heads, right? Yeah, yeah. I, See, I like Kay, man. I like Kay. Yeah. So, is that you? Were you, were yeah. You, you're the hype guy? Yeah, that was me, man. Meacham was the guy that would listen to, like, R&B. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm to play a football game, man. Yeah, I want to like get in, like, a bad place. Like a yeah, yeah. I want it to be dark. Yeah, Meacham only listen to boys and men. I'm like, <laughs> we're we about to play the Florida. Nobody wants to listen to boys and men. Nobody wants to go to the end of the road today. <laughs> yeah, Come on, man. I think it, it's a little weird uh, just having so much, so much news schematically on the defensive line. I feel like I got to kind of be in a calm place just in case I got to get people lined up and stuff like that. It just, it's good for me to just be able to be focused. Have you always been that guy like that? Or did, was there a point in time in your career where you're like, I, I got to have the rowdy stuff to get me going? Uh, I mean, yeah, up until I would say probably my senior year in high school, I was always a rowdy guy. But then senior year, I just kind of like to calm down and just look at the game from a different, uh, different point of view. When you get in the locker room, you guys disappear? Or you, you, go, you go off to yourself? You just get in your locker and kind of yeah. – are you yeah. a guy who's running around smacking somebody upside the head? And no, back? no, no, I'm very. So very I, I don't myself. need to look for Coach Eckler pictures of you guys with no, busted heads or anything not. like that. That's the worst, man. Never see that. No. That's the worst. When a teammate slaps you on the helmet, making a good play, I used to hate that. Yeah, I don't like that either. Oh, I dude, either. I, I really, I really hate like. Like when you're in a workout or something, and somebody smacks you like on the on the fat of the back. Yeah, yeah. Ready, that that has me ready to fight. Like yeah, oh, I more hate ready that. to fight than that. I hate to get a concussion from your own player during a celebration. Only, I can only imagine. Golly. So so, so both of you are just kind of in your own space. In yeah, your my own space. In my own locker. Just do you stay in your locker? or You go somewhere else. I mean, I know some guys go hang out in the shower. Some people get out in the tunnel. I mean, you go get away yeah, from nah, people. I sit I sit in my locker, grab a little band, stretch out a little bit. And dare somebody to mess with you? Just get in my zone. In your zone. Catch Eckler is a hype guy, right? Yeah. Uh, his, coaching his, chili, his chili is quite hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of challenging. So, like I said, I'm kind of calm before the game. But <laughs> then we go to a defensive meet and Coach Eckler's screaming and <laughs> headbutting people. He, he's full of energy. And I, I, I love having him in the room, to be honest. you got to have a hype man on the coaching you staff. You do. you got to have somebody to, to keep your mind. We're about to play a game. Sure, some, people, some people get off of that, like. Like some players need that hype guy yeah, to like they feed off that. Yep, for yeah. sure, for sure. All right, let's uh, take a final break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Johnny Majors Classic. We'll talk about the Pitt Panthers and what's up for this football team this the rest of this week and moving forward. That's coming up next as you listen to Tennessee Prime coming to you live from Gus's world famous fried chicken with Jason Swain and um, Cade Mays, Tyler Barron. I'm Brent Hubs of AllQuest.com. We're back in just a minute. Bite into that crispy crust with just the right amount of spicy, and you're going to taste the tender, juicy, succulent chicken 
that is Gus's world famous fried chicken. A timeless southern tradition that started over 60 years ago in Mason, Tennessee with a secret family recipe. Gus's has stood the test of time and spread throughout the world. It's not just famous, it's world famous fried chicken at Gus's. VolQuest.com has been the gold standard for Tennessee football coverage for over 20 years. Led by an experienced staff with over 600 games covered amongst them. Speed, speed, and then some more speed. BallQuest takes you behind the scenes with features on coaches and players. For only $9.95 per month, find out why BallQuest continues to set that standard. source of Tennessee and college football talk is tune into the Swain event every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. You can listen on the Swain event app or catch the live stream on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook Live. If you can't listen in real time, it's all good. Just click on the podcast icon in the app and listen at your convenience. Get all the information on the Vols all year long with the Swain event. You will not find a better mix of big... Welcome back, back to Tennessee, Tennessee Prime, coming to you live from uh, Gus's world-famous fried chicken. We're getting everybody a little grub going on here. Oh, yes, indeed. Tennessee Prime with uh, Tyler Barron and Kate Mays, Jason Swain, I'm Brent Hubbs. We're talking about this in the break. This is a new world for you, Tyler, in terms of food consumption. I'm not just talking about Gus's world-famous fried chicken. I'm talking about just in general. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's been... It's been a calorie load for you for the last eight, nine months. Is that right? Yeah, it is. Just uh, trying to gain a little bit of extra weight, having to play more on the line of scrimmage. Uh, yeah, i definitely been having to be conscious with it and keep up with it. So what, what's the what's the calorie? Are you on a calorie count? I mean, you got that kind of thing going on? or No, not necessarily a very specific calorie count. More so just making sure I get the right meals, uh, getting the right snacks, supplementing after workouts, and stuff like that. Is it hard to hold the weight? Not hard to hold it, but I just it's something you got to keep up with and be and be conscious thinking you about have it all to be time. Conscious. So when you gained weight, you lost weight, right, Kate? That was your goal. Yep. Was that because of the tempo, or was that uh, because of playing in space, or both? I mean, if we weren't running tempo, I would still probably try to get down about three fifteen. You know, that's what I'm sitting at right now. So just being able to move more fluently, better, feel better, you know, run a little faster. Easier, think, easy for you to hold there, or is it a fight? Uh, definitely pretty easy. You know, I, once I hit a once I hit a weight, it's pretty easy to sit there. You know, I played my whole college career around like anywhere from 320, 325. I've always been around that area, so um, I wanted to get down about 315, play, see how it went. So that's what so, I've been doing. So you like it so far? Yeah, I like it so far. It's been good. All right, Kate. Two scenarios. Which one would you prefer? Offensive line. Let's say your tackle. Defensive end, he's coming in. You stonewall him. He gets nowhere close to the quarterback. Quarterback throws a touchdown pass. Yeah. That's the first one. Okay. Second one is it's a run, okay. and you just pancake the guy in front of you, okay. and the running back just took it to distance. Which Right which, off my block. Right off your block. Yeah, run, run play. Run play for yeah, touchdown. For sure. With the pancake. For sure. Okay. Uh, okay. Statement. statement. I got to tell you the answer to that. 
For for sure, man. I mean, he's a, he's a run guy. He loves to just <laughs> drive guys to the ground and lay there on them. That he does. Set the set the tone. Oh, you must you must have experience with that, huh? I don't personally, but I, I've seen it firsthand many a time. Oh, you've seen it firsthand many, many a time. So you never experienced it. You just seen it. I haven't, but okay, I, okay. I've I've lived it through other people's. Other people's <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't. We didn't play high school together, did we? You came right after I, I came left. right after you left. Yeah. All right, I got one for you, Tyler. Okay. Um, you go unblocked, or you make a move on the on the on the on the tackle. You get to the quarterback, sack, fumble. That's it. And you pick it up and you score. That's the first scenario. Or how do you better that scenario? Dave Arnett did it. He can do it too. I know, but how do you better that? No, I got one. Interception. Interception. Maybe on a screen pass, you tip it up. Ah. Interception, and then you take it to the house. Which one? Which one, Tyler? Which one, man? That's easy. Which one? I'm gonna have to go with the pick. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I gotta go with the good I mean, answer. I mean, Sacks would be there, but the interception—that's a—that's a once in a season good answer. I actually had a pick six once. I'm not gonna lie. Show the hands. Oh, you had a pick six? Yeah. And you didn't have a pick six? I've—I've I've never had a pick six through my career. I, had a pick, I was eight years old. You need to get a year. Hey, What position were you playing when you had this three pick? technique? So, you know, <laughs> you remember, you remember in Pee Wee they put you the were a foot and a half taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, got to blow it away. You can't score. Well, well, I mean, I made the pick, outran everybody, and then I get to the end zone and they're like. Bring it back. I'm like, what? Yeah, you can't run it. Yeah, but I mean, hey, pick six in my book, they didn't count it. But did it really count, though? No, it didn't count. It did count. In my book, it counted. Well, that's all that matters. They count in your book, though. I outran them. It counted. It happened. It did happen. Yeah, it happened. He, it happened. Out, he outran you know, him because nobody was, nobody was even thinking just about a couple, to tackle him. Just a couple cheeseburgers left. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have had that X. I mean, they can't take that away from me. <laughs> no, did you you never tried to make weight as an eight-year-old, did you? Oh, I mean, no. you, you were an X no, for I was, life, I was, right? I was, I was a guard and a three technique. Yeah, you know? you were an X for I don't life. Think I, I don't think I even had to step on the scale. They were just like, yeah, X. <laughs> Go ahead. He's don't bigger than everybody. Don't even take X. the sticker off. It's never a debate. You don't have to weigh in. That's so funny. All right, guys, we're getting ready to wrap up here in a few minutes. I want to – ask you about this game in, in the Johnny Majors Classic. Uh, first of all, it's pretty cool that, that we're playing the Johnny it Majors is. Classic. Um, paying homage. Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's awesome that we're doing that. Those of us who, who grew up watching Coach Majors roam the sidelines. and um, I, I met him at, at a spring game when I was a little kid. Then I got a chance to talk to him as a media guy and listen to some of his stories uh, later on in life. Really cool that they're doing this. But for you guys, this is, this is, a, pretty, this is a pretty lofty challenge. I mean, when you watch him on tape, they look like a pretty good football team. What, what, what stands out? Let's start with their offense first. Tyler, what stands out to you about their offense? I mean, first you've got to start with the trigger man. Uh, Pickett. He, he does a great job. I mean, he, he manages their offense in, in a great way. He gives them juice. Uh, they go as he goes. As he goes, yeah. What, do, what does he do that, you, that, that when you watch it on tape, you go, all right, that's something, that's something he does well. You've got you to really handle that, that, that thing about his game. Uh, so, um, obviously, he's a great passer, but uh, he's, he's a really willing runner. That's the biggest thing. We gotta keep edges, keep them in the pocket, uh, make it tough for them all day. All right, let's talk about them defensively. They, well, Coach Narduzzi's had a reputation for a long time, going all the way back to Wisconsin for what he did with his defenses. Now as a head coach, when you look at them on tape, what stands out about their defense? Uh, they play really hard. They've got a really good, very fundamental uh, front seven. The, uh, their defensive line, they do you know a phenomenal job of playing with their hands. Hands and pad level, they do a really good job coming off the ball in the run game, holding their gaps, you know, stacking blocks in the pass game, you know, all four of them down there um, using their hands well. And also, you know, they get us in the third and long. They're going to have some really exotic third down packages. 
So just staying out of third and, third and long, uh, winning on first down is going to be huge for us. You know, staying in front of the chains and not, you know, false starts, anything like that is going to move us behind the chains because, you know, we get the third and, down, third and long. Um, their exotic package is really good. So, like, when you play on the SEC team, you don't root for really any other SEC team. Like, while I was watching, you know, Louisville and the Ole Miss last night, I was over here rooting for Louisville. They let me down. Uh, when Clemson was playing Georgia, I was over here like, come on, Clemson, let's get it, let's get it. Uh, as a player, there's a little bit of, of conference pride, just a little bit, and especially when you're playing a team from outside the conference, like a Pittsburgh who plays in a big conference, it's not the SEC. Do you guys feel like, you know, this game has a little bit more to it because – you know, you represent for, for the SEC, which is the best conference in the land, uh, so that way you can kind of maintain those bragging rights as a league. For sure. You know, this game is definitely a, <clears throat> a tone setter for our season. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to come out here and play hard and, and, you know, set the tone for what we want our season to be. And, you know, just me personally, when I watch, like, other SEC teams, other people play, I always root for my homeboys. So, like, yeah, you know, sure. I yeah, mean, anybody out there that, you know, they might play for, you know, a Pac-12 team, rooting for them. You know, yeah. I want them to do well. SEC teams, anybody I know on the team, you know, I want them to do well, go out there and ball. But just as far as this game, it's got to be, it's going to be a big tone setter for how our season's going to go. People don't realize how, how many guys y'all, I mean, y'all are, a, a, it's, it's a fraternity, it even is. at the college level. It's not just, everybody talks about in the NFL as a fraternity, but as a college guy, you guys know so many guys that are playing at so many other places. It's really, it's really different than what fans think. You know, if fans kind of think you're you're in your little cocoon and, yeah. and everybody else is yeah, bad. You, you, you know what I mean? You love your team and hate everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you guys really know a bunch of people around the country, right? Not at all. I mean, I mean, yeah. Watching football this past weekend, I mean, you see every team. You know, at least a couple of players. To be honest, and somebody somebody you could text and tell, tell them good luck. I hope you have a good game. That's just from camp life. Camps, you know, from me transferring and, and other people transferring from my previous school, and then. You know, that we all end up in different places and stuff. And then just people you, you meet from recruiting, you know, build those relationships right. with. I mean, just watching all those guys, you turn the TV on and, you know, they're playing. You're like, heck yeah. Like I saw my buddy from uh, Florida State, Jermaine Johnson, he won uh, Defensive Player of the Week. You know, he was balling out there last night, and that's my dude. So I was definitely happy for him. All right, as we wrap it up here and get ready to go out the door, last question for both of you. You're better offensively <laughs> this week. Why? Good question better offensively this week why where's we got, the improvement we got some <clears throat> got some good looks in the game you know like i said we played 90 plays so just those reps on reps on reps just seeing different looks playing ourselves into shape and uh you know just just practicing hard preparing well so we i won't say you're out of shape because y'all go hard in practice but was it i mean you had scrimmage for two weeks mm -hmm. a little over two weeks is there something about getting into game shape and getting that first one because you've had Two weeks where you haven't played 11, true 11-on-11, 11, 11, put the ball down and go play yeah. extended drives? Yeah, definitely. You hit like a, like a mid-season stride. Like, you'll, like your first couple games, you'll still be playing yourself into that shape, and then you hit game five, six, seven, and, you know, you get in the game, and you're just, you, you don't really get that tired. You know, you never have to find that second win because it's just always there. Defense is better this week. Why? Uh, defense is better this week. I think we just clean up a lot of mental errors and times when we beat ourselves. I think we, uh, we correct a lot of those and we go out and put our best foot forward. Guys, good luck to you this week. Thanks for Appreciate coming it. out. we got Tennessee Prime every Tuesday night. Have a great uh, game. Stay healthy. Sure. Enjoy yourselves. I know every Tennessee fan is looking forward to this one Saturday. You like noon? You like a noon start? You, are you a day guy or a night guy? We talked about this last time. Yep. Love yeah, a noon game. You like the noon game? Is that what time the game is? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's noon good. game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, love, man. Love a late game. Yeah, good luck, you're a, man. You're a late game I'm guy? A late game yeah, guy. Yeah, good luck, you're, man. You're, yeah, I understand. I, I, 
I like it either early or I like it late. I don't like those mid-afternoon yeah, games. Yeah, 3 o'clock games, we're not a fan. Yeah, I don't, really? Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of those. Not a fan. Unless, you know, I, mean, I, I get it if you're 3.30 CBS and you're the game of the week. I get yeah, all of that. Yeah, of but I mean, I, Just play at 8 o'clock at night or 11.30 in the morning. Let's go. Let's exactly. do it. Let's go, right. let's go. Ball right. out, guys. Right. Ball out. Good luck to you. Appreciate it. That's going to do it for tonight's edition of Tennessee Prime. We want to thank our good friends at Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken here on Sutherland for having us out again this week. We'll be here every Tuesday night. Be sure and check them out this weekend. If you're coming in for the game, they're going to take care of you with the best chicken and the best sides that you could find right here at Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken on Sutherland. I promise you won't be disappointed. Okra, greens, chicken. It's time to eat, Swain. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it, Hubs. We'll talk to you next week, guys. Thanks for joining us.